Good morning, kind folks. It's your KVMR morning news update for Friday, September 23rd. I'm Steve Baker. No one's losing their homeowner's insurance near the largest wildfire in the state so far this year. More on that later, but first, regional weather. Nevada City, Grass Valley today, sunny with a high near 82. Tonight, low 58. Saturday, 86 and sunny. Sunday and Monday, just a tad warmer. Sacramento today, sunny and a high of 87. Tonight, low 60. Saturday, 92 and sunny. Truckee Tahoe today, sunny and a high of 73. Tonight, low 38. Saturday, 75 and sunny. And Placerville today, strong thunderstorms possible, high of 84. Angels Camp today, 88 and sunny. Here's some good news for those living near the year's largest California wildfire. KPMR news anchor Joyce Miller has the story. Today's Sacramento Bee reports that thousands of people living in the vicinity of the Mosquito Fire won't have to worry about losing their homeowner's insurance, at least for a year. State Insurance Commissioner Ricardo Lara issued a one-year ban that forbids carriers from dropping homeowners who live in the area of the fire. The order affects close to 50,000 homeowners split between Placer and El Dorado counties, plus about 225 homeowners in Nevada County. Homeowners' coverage has become a serious problem for many rural Californians in the past five years. Dropped by their carriers, tens of thousands of people have had to buy fire coverage from the California Fair Plan, the so-called insurer of last resort created by the legislature in the 1960s. The plan has no state subsidies, and for many homeowners, the total cost of insurance has tripled. After a big fire companies will send out the dreaded non-renewal letters. Under a law Lara wrote while he was a state senator, the insurance commissioner may impose one-year moratoriums that prohibit insurers from dropping customers in areas hit with major wildfires. Thanks, Joyce. The Mosquito Fire got one to three inches of rain this week, and all evacuations have been lifted, and the fire is 60% contained and 76,539 acres in size. And a longtime Nevada County tradition returns to its longtime format this holiday season. That would be the annual Nevada County Toy Run, slated to start at noon, Saturday, December 10th, in the Eric Rood Building parking lot. And you end up at the Nevada County Fairgrounds. That's where bikers will drop off new toys as presents for kids in need. Here's how the Union newspaper's Jennifer Nobles describes it. Get your motors running because the annual Nevada County Toy Run will return this year for rooming down the streets of Nevada City and Grass Valley, all in an effort to provide local children with a plentiful Christmas. Eric Oliver, president of the Nevada County Toy Run, is excited to return to tradition after a couple of years of uncertainty. The pandemic had made an impact on the run, and last year, personnel changes presented challenges for Oliver and staff, who went on to produce an abbreviated version of the toy drive. We just took it over last year. Oliver says, as much help as I did get from Tom Stacer, for the former organizer and founder, we basically started fresh. We only had six weeks to start fresh and raise money, and it was all brand new for me. This year, the run will return to its original route, including Mill Street in Grass Valley, which has been closed off to allow for pedestrian traffic and outdoor dining. The organization has the time this year to organize and collaborate with law enforcement to open necessary roadways and ensure the safety of both riders and spectators alike. In years past, the event has gathered up to 1,500 motorcycles. Last year's topped off at around 1,300. All riders carry at least one toy to be donated to families in need. 
And the League of Women Voters of Nevada County will host public presentations on measures V and W on Monday, October 3rd at the Rouge Center, 950 Maidu Avenue, Nevada City. Members of the League will provide a factual and unbiased review of Measure V from 5.30 to 6 p.m. If passed, the measure would levy a half-cent sales tax to raise funds for wildfire prevention, emergency services, and disaster readiness. A League of Women Voters moderator will facilitate a forum on Nevada City's Measure W, the Historic Neighborhoods District Initiative, with advocates for and against the measure from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Each presentation can be seen in person, streamed live on on Comcast and Suddenlink Channel 18 on the Nevada County Media website and the League's Facebook page. Caltrans is alerting Interstate 80 motorists in Truckee to expect an extended closure of the Central Truckee eastbound off-ramp for continued reconstruction work. Originally scheduled to reopen today, the closure of the I-80 eastbound off-ramp at Central Truckee has now been extended through 5 p.m. Monday, October 3rd, due to weather delays. And in the rest of the news, the California Supreme Court allowed the state on Wednesday to consider protecting threatened bumblebees under a conservation law listing for fish. That's from the Associated Press. And California is easing mask recommendations as conditions improve, according to the Los Angeles Times. And the campaign that could bring legalized sports betting to California is the most expensive ballot initiative fight in U.S. history at about $400 million and counting. That, according to the Associated Press. Oakland's leaders were going to meet to address the shootings that have plagued their city, but the city council meeting was cut short by a shooting just outside City Hall. That, according to the San Francisco Chronicle. And four whales have died near San Francisco this year after ships crashed into them. And scientists hope to drive that number to zero with new technology on whale ship collisions. And Sacramento, if the courts allow, will be drawing harder lines on on homelessness encampments and will start policing a new ban on public camping by the end of this month, according to Politico. Birthdays today include singer Julio Iglesias at 79, Paul Peterson, who played the son on the Donna Reed Show. He's now 77. Some guy named Bruce Springsteen turned 73 today. And Annie DeFranco is now 52 years old. I thought she was still in her 20s. And now let's go back to your Friday morning show with, ta-da, your heck of a host, and someone still in her 20s, Jerry Ann Van Dyke. (laughs) ¶¶ 